And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hi, Sam. Hi, Joe. How's it going? Uh, not bad. A little, little bit of running around this morning. Where Are you home in Portland? I'm home in Portland. Yeah, I have not been home in Portland uh, much over the past few months, but I am now. Did you just go to the UK with Quasi? That's, that's true. We were there for just five or six days. Uh, we had some radio sessions and we played a single show in London and we did a little bit of uh, press. How was it? It's great. You know, it's a bit of a slog to get all the way over there and only do a few days work. But I think to, to, to have the opportunity to get on the BBC uh, in advance of the album coming out, uh, we can really pass that up. Right. And we hadn't been back to the UK. And uh, as, as I was reminded when we were there, like nine years. Um, really? 
Yeah, so we didn't we didn't really know. We booked a show in this little venue, not knowing, you know, would people come? Do people remember us at all? Um, but the show sold out, and the radio oh, sessions right. were great, and so uh, yeah, everything went went really well. That's great. I miss England. Um, no offense to England, but I never thought I would say that. But I really miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't want to sass England. No, it's I, you know I, it's funny because I don't know if you have the same thing as I do, but you know when I, when you're young. England or the UK, it, it seems like a magical place. You know, it's like strawberry yeah. fields and yeah. uh, uh, Mary Poppins and, <laughs> you know, yeah. Waterloo sunset. And then when you get over there, it's like, wow, this place is just really kind of dowdy. And, and <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like I thought it was going to be. So you have this period of disappointment. But I, eventually I, I came to really uh, appreciate the charms of, of that country. Yeah. And, um, it's I, I I do like it and and they've fixed a couple things that were problems before like um, food food's better. Vegetarianism really really took off over there finally and that was a wonderful moment when that happened. Yeah, yeah, it's possible to to eat well. Yeah, pretty much anywhere in 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 the UK now. And in fact, they seem like they were kind of on the forefront of a, a, you know a popular vegetarianism. You know, it it seemed like. You could uh, go to a gas station years before you could get anything vegetarian at a gas station in the, in the States. And I say this over and over again, but it doesn't matter how tired I am or what I'm going there for. Every time I'm landing at Heathrow, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I just like there's something. The charm. It, yeah, there's something about it. There's so much, so much culture <clears throat> has come yeah. out of there. Um, well, I've been listening to Breaking the Balls of History. For me, this is the fiercest and my favorite Quasi record. Absolutely. Wow. I've decided that in the last couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> that's I just, that's pretty I'm, great. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's just a perfect combination of sonic ferocity, production, uh, your lyrics, the sentiment. It just is smashed together, and it's really explosive, and especially putting them on headphones. And, and I kind of can put my finger on it what it is for me but what's special about this record for you is there one thing or a few things you can kind of put your finger on that makes it different the one thing that makes it the most different for me from the creative side of it is i decided to not play guitar there's a couple of solos on there but we wanted to just focus as a band not just on this record but live on just keys and drums. And um, in the past, I had always brought a guitar out and switched between songs. And I, I'm primarily a guitar player and I'm much more comfortable with the guitar. And I think maybe that was why I was reluctant to just let it go. But it always seemed like a little bit of a momentum stealer to take those breaks. And um, also the guitar just didn't have as much Unless you have a whole ton of equipment for the guitar, it doesn't have the same uh, sonic spectrum as a keyboard and less yeah. less less low end specifically. So it always seemed like the shows would lose a little momentum when I changed, and it also would contract sonically as far as the frequency spectrum. And it and I just decided to get rid of those problems and stick with the keys. Yeah, I mean, it kind of forced me to 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 make a little bit of progress in playing 
if I was going to limit myself to that instrument. Right. And um, more than ever, these songs are, are fight songs to me. And you consistently address social and political absurdity in, in one of my favorite ways as a lyricist. Um, and you have something in common with someone who I'd like to talk about later. But you address these issues. Sometimes it's pessimistic or feels pessimistic. And sometimes it's doomsday, which I think is true to a lot of things in our culture. But the special thing about your delivery and I think your timbre is that it leaves the listener wanting to fight still. Are you aware of that? (laughs) Well, it's mostly just uh, how I feel. You know, I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet. Um, And yeah, I mean, the assumption is that there's other people out there who have, who, who have similar feelings. It's very difficult to to think about how other people are going to react to a song while you're writing it. You're basically just kind of, it's just, flowing and you worry about what people think later, I guess. So yeah, I'm not really, I don't have any preconceived ideas about how people will really react to the songs. It's more just an expression of, of, of my own feelings, I think. Yeah. Again, I think these are wonderful fight songs, uh, at least amongst <laughs> people <laughs> Thank like you. me. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, of course there's, there's many histories, small yeah. and big. Um, I'd like to play Queen of Ears. Is that cool? That's absolutely fine, yes. Here we go. Folly and fever conspire to bring you here. This country of such flux. Containing all there is Confirms you've been barking up the wrong tree again Ascending Olympus To mingle with the gods Your mind reassured by such boredom Dirty bathrooms and casual disarray Recall to your mind the comforts of home Cardboard, cow 
favorite song on the record thus far um yeah well breaking the balls is i can't wait for people to hear that it is uh people are just going to be surprised when they hear it i hope so it's it's pretty it's it's not a complex or or multi-layered song i mean no it's not that's the beauty of it and then um doom scrollers which is also out that is a a time capsule is the type of time capsule, even though, you know, there may be some fatigue for uh, the last six years of our lives, um, I think that the information is so eloquently delivered in that song that people will be going back. That's an easy one to go back to. It's it's almost like um, you could write a dark children's story with that and remind children what life was like <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, it does. It has a chorus, so... That's not typical for our songs. Um, this was a uh, something that was specifically requested by Janet. Really? Give me a give me a chorus. I find I find choruses. Sometimes I feel like it, it's very it's not hard to write a chorus just to write a chorus, but to write one that doesn't feel gratuitous to me is is more difficult. Sometimes I feel like a, a chorus is a little bit, I don't know, you're just pandering to somebody's need to hear some simple hook, which maybe that's okay. I, I'm always reluctant to just like throw a chorus in it, but she was really lobbying for one. How do you feel about this one? Are you happy with it? I, I think so. It's, it, it feels good when we perform it. And that's, that's mainly what I'm concerned about. I never, once a record's done, I don't, I don't listen to them, but we do perform the songs every night, assuming we're on tour or at least occasionally if we're not on tour. And um, so the songs have to, I still have to be able to open up and, and channel that spirit. And that hasn't really been a problem with the new material. So that's good. Yeah, certainly doesn't sound like it. So you made this record with John Goodmanson at Robert Lang here in in the grunge city, actually shoreline. Um, and I understand that you and Janet rehearsed extensively, possibly daily on these songs before you went into the studio. Yeah, true. We, you know, there's several reasons for that because I'm sure, you know, like you make a record and then you go on tour. And then at the end of the tour, when you've played the song every day for weeks, it's so much better than, the recorded version yeah and you, you wish that you would have recorded the album after the tour but the the way that the you know the way things typically work just because of the business side of it is the opposite of that you record first and then you tour um, right 
so we wanted to, the, the songs to be up to that level that you would get to at the end of a tour playing every day. And um, so, yeah, we played every day. But also the other part of it was uh, this was part of uh, Janet's physical therapy to get mm-hmm. back into shape after her car accident. You know, we first started playing a little bit, taking it easy, but we ramped it up. And, and by the time we got into the studio, you know, we were playing at a high level and she had physically, you know, gotten back to it, to where she was as, at, you know, as a drummer before, I think. Right. Uh, so, you know, that was a duel. We actually went into a different studio here in Portland and tried to track uh, some months before going back, going up to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seemed like we were ready, but we weren't. I think Janet wasn't happy with her performance. So we scrapped all that and, and um, went back to practicing for a while. So, it, you know, we had that time because of the circumstances. Uh, normally, you just you don't have the luxury of all that free time. Right. And what made you guys think of um, John Goodmanson? Have you recorded with him before? I never have, but Janet has, of course. Mm-hmm. And she she likes his work and feels really comfortable with him. And this was part of it too. Uh, she was not only getting back physically, but she needed to get her confidence back. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole recovery process. She thought he would be good for that. It was still during the, the pretty much the height of the pandemic when we recorded, we had masks on. It was just three of us in the studio it was a, a total bubble. So, you know, it's gotta be somebody, you know, and, and trust because, we were just on a desert island making the record, basically. Right. What do you think of Bob Lang's? That's an incredible studio. It's like a the inside of it reminds me of an Escher painting or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We have recorded there before. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a few songs there with Phil Eck, probably, uh, you know, 20, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So we were fam- familiar with it. <clears throat> In uh, in all honesty, I prefer um, a drier, closer sound. Yeah. But as you know, you know they have this that big room, and it's like half of it's made out of stone, and it's just yeah, uh, it gets a big sound. I had to sort of just accept that and and let go of my preferences. I think, which you know, I, I'm okay to do that. That's part of what being a band is. And anyway, like I said, I don't even listen to the record once it's done. I, I think other people have enjoyed the, the sound, not just the songs, yeah. but the way it sounds. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, I'm, it's now my favorite quasi-record. I'm pretty familiar with all of them. And it's just, it, there's something so new and crispy about it. It's like in your face. It It's it's the best, man. It really is. Now, that's, you and it's John kind of amazing. And killed it. I, I'm glad you think that because, you know, at this point, why why even make a record? We have so many records. It's got to be different, at least, uh, and hopefully better than... than uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, there's simply no point. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. And what what's the plans to tour And I'm assuming, 23, since we don't have too many days left of 22? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we... Um, the record comes out in February... February 10th on Sub Pop, right? That's correct, yeah. I believe we start touring just a few days after that. Uh, we're doing the Western States first, 
we have a, a week or two off and then we do the Eastern States then we have a week or two off and then hopefully back to uh, UK, um, EU. All right. So yeah, we'll be busy. Um, speaking of touring, I have a memory of you and I on tour together and I don't know why it sticks in my head. I think it might have something to do with maybe the first time I think we connected or something but it's stuck in my head. I know where we were. We were on I-5, driving north. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. familiar. I don't know what the capacity was of the touring. I don't know if my band was opening for Quasi or what. But um, we were just north of Sacramento. And for some reason, we started talking about the subhumans. Oh, uh, right, right. My longtime favorite punk band. And... We just started talking about them, and then I remember sending you records or whatever, however we shared records. I did get that Subhumans uh, album. What's it, Cradle to the Graves, that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That probably yeah. was when Magic Magicians and Quasi were touring together. Yeah, that must have been, except that you and I were in the same van. I don't know. Anyways, memorable time. And as I was saying earlier, I think that you and, and Dick, the singer, have a um a similar approach to uh political and social issues which i really appreciate it really speaks to me <laughs> so That's, um that might be true yeah. I, I did afterwards see the subhumans they reformed and started playing they played some festival yeah. that quasi also played in in texas and uh yeah they were great he, he was great god they're always so good great musicians they're a real band. They're still out there playing. So, um, anyways, I thought of that in the last week listening to this new record. Um, well, when you get traveling, travel safe, and I hope to see you when you come up to Seattle. Well, I hope to see you too. And uh, yeah, imagine we we will get there. All right. Um, okay, I'll let you go. And happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you too. Happy holidays. Hope uh, you. you and your family have a have a nice one. Back at you. All right, take care. Thanks, Joe. Bye.
virtual classes Stuck at home sitting on their asses And all the houses lost to fires The anti-vaxxers and the climate deniers Yes.